alive. Did I bring any? Oh, my notes. I don't need any notes. I had notes. I was just. Well, I think all week. Ah. <laughs> I haven't been on this chair actually. I've been always sitting over there. Yeah. And nice. That's good. Mixing it up. Uh, no, all week I just, you know, I daydream about shit. Yeah. Or you think about stuff. Yeah. Politics comes up, or whatever life comes up. Yeah. I've just been specific, you know, done two weeks now of just like taking notes. Oh, that'll be something good to talk about, just to like hash it out with someone. Yeah. Like you're not arguing, it's just fucking yeah. bullshitting. Yeah. So that's the objective here. Yeah. Bounce stuff back. I'll yeah. So it. Riley was the first guy. You know, I knew him. Whatever we knew, we could bullshit. Like, oh, let's try this out. And then other guy was random, which was interesting in its own way. And then you have known for like 20 years. Over 20 yeah, years. it's been a while. Just thinking but, about just working on your property here. Yeah, it's all grown in pretty good. We had some random, someone's like, we had some dirt. It was like a couple days ago. Like, we got dirt we're trying to get rid of. And I was trying to bring it in, but I actually didn't want it because I knew it was going to be a pile right here. I didn't want to fill in the ditch, basically. Oh. She's like, oh, we'll fill in the swamp. Is it Brian with Red Dog? I don't know who it was. It was like a friend. Yeah. Hers was like... Guy up on Alpine's digging. Brian. Yeah. He's good about finding places to mm -hmm. dump all off to save people money. Well, and what I predicted was I didn't want to shovel it and deal with it, so it was going to pile up there and then block drainage for the chicken shit, which would, I bet it would have pooled up back here worse. Oh, it'd be mud, too. So I'd be making a high... Rain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, send a picture of it. Like, how clean is it? Send a picture. It was pretty much mucky, organic, whatever. I'm like, I don't want that. That's going to be a pile of mud in the backyard. Yeah. Trying to convince guys. And then she's like, oh, we want it. It's free dirt. I'm like, no, bad. Yeah. But she's always... I can get you probably better stuff <laughs> if you want it. No, I don't know where to put it. I don't... If anything, I'd be filling up way in the back, bringing that pad up. We've got pretty good drainage. I mean, the ditch is working over here. You know, having been here 10 years now, it's things have kind of settled. Mm -hmm. But I want in my front ditch, because, you know, we never had to do the culvert. I don't know about, because there's deep enough, you know, the city did their little thing. You know, just put a little six well. inch. Two little, if I put two, like, little six inch <laughs> pipes in there, you know, bury it myself. Yeah. Give myself some culvert, basically. Mm -hmm. Did you get mad about that? No. Oh my god, oh, this is Riley. We can edit whatever, it doesn't matter. Hello? Yeah. Well, yeah, um, it's pissing out there. It's starting to rain. <laughs> Welcome to the fall. Ugh, it's brutal. I know, you know what's coming, and then it's like August, there's those tricker days. Like the sun's out a little bit, and you're like, oh, that's nice. Oh, I remember. It's warm for 10 minutes on you. And it's like, oh, no, it's not. Just the darkness. But the time, though, I swear time's accelerating in general. But they say that you get older, you think it's accelerating. You know, as you get older? Yeah, you, you definitely get a different perspective on things. You know, you have more patience. You're willing to work longer. Or you think about what they say if those kids, you know, one year old, you know, or four years old, one year is a quarter of their life. Where when you're 20 years old, one year is only a tw one twentieth of your life. So like, the year oh, shrinks yeah. as you get older. Yeah, different like perspectives. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. The joys of aging. Aging? Oh my god, I've been taking that booster nonstop. <laughs> I'm not nonstop. <laughs> For like, a year, whatever. That was about a year ago that you yeah, got me January, that January, so not yeah. quite a year, I think. Yeah, it, maybe it was in the it, winter. Yeah, yeah, I, I started in December. Gotcha. But that, and I tell people that, 
and they're like, nah, booster, and it has a fun game. Yeah. Thomas Riley. Hey! Hey! How's it going, man? What's going? You, you know what you You know what Yeah, I did some work for my dad back in the day. Yeah. We don't know each other personally. He lives in, he grew up there in Cabana Land. Okay. One of those houses. What's your last name? Buck. Who's your dad? Robert. Robert Buck. Tawny Buck. My mom runs the clinic. And you, your parents have property in Cabana Land? We, they sold it and they got, uh, <clears throat> you know where the Epleys lived? Yeah. Yeah, we lived like right next to them. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Didn't necessarily grow up there though, just in high school. Oh, you came from Montana, didn't you? Well, I came from the Valley, then I lived in Montana, then I lived in Girdwood, so I was all over. Riley's, yeah, he's 22, he's like a baby. Yeah, I'm just a little baby. <laughs> you guys got beers? Oh, you drink? I need to find one. Alright, cool. Um, so me and Riley are ski coaches for Devos, so that's why I met him. And then we joked about riding the chairlift. Uh, and we had, you know, bullshit sessions on the chairlift, you know, anyone does. Right. And we talk about funny things. They're like, man, we run a podcast. We joked about it last winter. And uh, so here we are. Here we are. <laughs> oh, he doesn't have COVID. He thought he, he thought he did. Yeah, I thought he did. We're good, though. <laughs> <laughs> the test came back positive. Yeah, negative. You don't have it? Okay, yeah, positive. So wait, the first time they, you were just exposed and they just let you know. Yeah, I know. I got a fucking call from the <clears throat> state health department or whatever. CDC or or no, the Alaska Department of Health is who called yeah. me, and they were like, "Yeah, you've been exposed." Because I was in a, I was at the, I was at the Pioneer Home when oh. they had that outbreak. We we're picking up a client. Oh. Well, I didn't even go. Well, I thought you said you had it. No, well, you did say you had it, but you didn't say. Well, you they were, it. they were like, "You've been exposed to it." Yeah. So then I went and I got the state test, but then like, all right, well, it's gonna take ten days. I think way more people have been exposed to. It. So oh, sure. On my notes, I just yeah. so I was researching. You know, so I could about research joke about taking notes. Yeah. So throughout the week, I take notes around things. Today, an hour ago, my brother shows me that CDC came out just today saying, uh, out of the 180,000 deaths, that 6% of them are can be exclusively to COVID, 6%, and the rest are a mix of, of, of average of 2.6 times of other things. So like, 2.6 is just a funny thing. I died of COVID, getting shot, getting ran over, and 0.6 of drowning. Yeah. Basically. Huh. Or whatever. Or a flu or pneumonia. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-existing conditions really did it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, that seems like good news. Yeah. Well, that's everyone. I at least think it is. It, it, I don't think that COVID is what we think it is. I don't think it is either. Yeah. Well, and everyone... There's something a little mysterious about it. Well, you know, they, well, you know, straight off... Well, just talking about viruses, they don't really know what viruses are. Yeah. I mean, straight off the deep end in terms of, like, experience, you know... You know, saying there's some little alien creatures or some shit, right? Because they know what a bacteria is a thing, it's a living thing, but people still don't know what a virus is. Yeah, they don't classify it as a li living, living, which is yeah, it's funny. Like, it's not, it's yeah. DNA, it's RNA, it's yeah. not alive. Or it's like a little glitch in the matrix or something. Yeah, it's still able to like mutate. Grabs onto her cells. Yeah. It plugs into other receptors, which... You know. I know, it's weird, but at least everyone in the state of Alaska who's died from it was already super unhealthy. Like, I think we had 32 deaths or 34, and everyone was either super, super old or had some sort of... But is this news going to make it anywhere? Because that seemed like that'd be worth knowing. If everyone's like, yay! Dude, I'm just surprised that they aren't... Like, nobody's talking about just, like, taking care of yourself. Just, like, being healthy. Because that's the best way to beat it. And, I mean... Oh, no, they all... They're, you know, editing that stuff off of YouTube left and right. I know. But that's the most important shit to be talking about. Like, keep your immune system keep healthy. Don't get overweight. Don't contract diabetes because you're just scarfing down Big Macs all day. I mean, that's the surefire way to beat it. I've noticed in the last year or two that they more and more 
censorship on you on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like, look up 2020 crop circles this mm -hmm. year. In in the past years, you used to see documentaries on this year's crop circles. Mm -hmm. This year, you see none of that. You only see debunking videos. Uh -huh. you, you can't find a single 2020 uh, crop circle picture well, where in the past there were 50 of them. Really? And it's because YouTube's censoring uh -huh. that stuff. And it's really unfortunate. It is. Yeah, because even if you believe in it or not, it's still censorship. And they shouldn't be throwing out the debunking videos first. <laughs> they never did that to me. Well, it's funny to say crop circles because everyone used to talk about them. And I hadn't seen any in a while. You forget about them. It's either not to think about them. There's someone on Facebook, I saw a link, it was a couple of months ago. Yeah. And it was like an astounding. Astounding. Like astounding crop yeah. circle. It was some special, it was in England, wherever. And it was some like yeah. really rad one. That, it was more rad than the other ones. Oh, yeah. Look up, look up temporary temples. That's a website that tracks them and takes pictures of them and documents oh. them real well and, and only puts ones that, that they think are real. They're owned by in, in the healthcare field that we're eating too much meat. Mm -hmm. Red meat? Yeah. In general? Yeah. Well, especially red it, meat, but just meat yeah, in general yeah. too. We don't probably need that much meat. You know, it, it, it's it's just a sad fact because, you know, you have all these commercial fishermen, you want to support fisheries, and a little bit is fine. People can go out and catch your fish. That's fine. But think about weird, you know. But there's too many people, and but think about the whole industry is all messed up. You know, our little yeah. fishing scene, it's a big scene, salmon fishing in Alaska, but at the volume, you know, that volume. Then think about Asia, Japan, China, India. Da, 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 da. Yeah, think a lot about of our fish go. And all of Russia. You know, Dude, it's, trawlers, it's, massive trawlers. Oh, oh fuck yeah! It's, like, it's too much. You know, we, you know, we we need to get into these smaller groups of people that are self-sufficient, and people that are happy, and that can work with other groups. And healthy. You know, and you, that's you know, you, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. You know, it's a fucking. It 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 it's just it's. So oh, far, yeah. uh, that like that whole <laughs> thought of that is ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's nonsense. It's bullshit. But well, but, it shouldn't be. But yeah, it's... you see the hard left pushing that way. Like we need radical change, and you're like, yeah, we do need radical change. But the you know you don't want to force anybody into it. It's nope. got to be through their creativity. It's got to be through. This is my life purpose. I'm happy already. I'm self-sufficient. This is what I want to do. I'm gonna. What I want to do. Yeah. This is what we're gonna do. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's the funniest thing that it's the interface between the group and the individual, and uh, just think that's where like, government comes in. They're, yeah. They're supposed. They're supposed to find that balance. You know, supposed to. You know, as it's broken down the segments of like race. It's all this race talk right now. But I was thinking the individual. You know, the individual like on the, the deepest self. But then you say to the deepest self, the individual, boom, you're the same as the group, sort of thing. It's like, it is a paradox. But that's what, it's like what you were kind of touching on there about people living in horrible places, you know, in the city or something. And like, it's kind of, but that also be perspective, you know, if you grow up in the ghetto and the projects or something, do you, you know, you that's don't all even know. know. You don't know. That's my you're point. in a trance. Yeah, you're, you're like, this is life. You're in that trance. You, you can go there, people. we could go there and go right into that trance well, just, within just, a week. Just then, the same way people in Alaska are born in their own little trance. You yeah. know, we have fucking moose in our yard and we got these long... I mean, yeah, then my point kind of to say that 
within their thing, they don't know the difference. Maybe they can find beauty and creativity in that. You know, that's an assumption on our part, thinking their place sucks, where they think our place sucks. Think about living in the woods, like this, where we are in the world. Yeah. A lot of city mm, people. Cold, this is like wet. It's horrible. Yeah. This, <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't want to do this but, shit at all. And that could, you know, depend how level, like, you know, just the. And that, yeah, it comes to everyone in their trance. It just gets back to you know people and their urge to. And I feel, yeah, and then well, I, and I think of like extreme sports scheme growing up here, feeling so lucky, and then thinking of you know, knowing that it is quite special that your like daily activity is like going into the mountains to like ski, do whatever, <laughs> ski powder, which is so ridiculous, and and then you find these deeper meanings to it, like I climbed a mountain and then this at this time, da, 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 this at this time with this person, and you start attributing meaning to these very glorious kingly activities, you know, like dun da 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 but, you know, same thing, someone grows up in the city, you know, their kingly activity, you know, could be, is gangbanging, or whatever, they're like, you know, I, like, I wouldn't skip that line, big league, they're like, oh, I wouldn't shot bro over here, <laughs> like, it's the same level of acceptance and risk, there's risk, you might get shot back, right, it's the game, you're playing the game, there's a certain level of danger, there's a side. I don't know though. There's levels of danger within that group, or you could say like cowboys riding broncos. True. Or and I'm saying you know and that's the final. That's the difference between like sport recreation versus your societal position. But I do think the gang thing might not be the best analogy because I think a lot of times yeah. like the gang thing could be like <laughs> just a means of like survival. Like they just join a gang so they don't get fucking stabbed walking yeah, home. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Here. Yeah. The masculine grows through challenge. Yeah. Suffer, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, hard suffering, right? You know, we, you know, it's, that's it's, why they it's break soldiers before they send them off to war. Yeah, they're stronger that's what we want is challenge. We are, we, that's how we find our purpose a mm -hmm. lot of times. That's how that we gain fulfillment is overcoming there's challenge. Not, you know, yeah. Look at, you know, how often are they challenged in the Bronx, really? In a lot of ways, they're tougher in, way, in ways than we are. I'd be terrified. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah, but if they're yeah. walking down a trail and a moose stepped out, they'd shit their pants. We're, you yeah. know, yeah. we're like, like we're I had so it's all nervous breakdown. First time I went to Vancouver with Vesna when I was like 24. We were at a friend's house. We're like, we're going to bike downtown. And we started getting ready to go. And I, and I like literally, I can't, you know, bike through thick streets. I couldn't do it. I was like, knew I was in the middle of the city. I'd grown up here. It was the first time in the deepest, like, and this is Vancouver, which is a Oh, it's a popping city. Compared to like, it's not Calcutta or New York, whatever. It's pretty. But, but compared to fucking Girdwood, it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they made fun of me about. It. They're like, what? Or she did. She's like, what? Really? I was like, I'm sorry, you know. Climb mountains and shit. But, fun, but then yeah. that's what I think about, you know, the, you know, and then the other hand, regardless of like society, but like national wars, there's a war. I always think, world, I've read tons of World War II. I don't know if you've read much of it. Oh, yeah. But it's fucking brutal. And how your survival in your self of actualization stuff was based on true, true, like, hardship. Like, you're truly getting shot, you're truly, like, your family's gonna get mulled over, you're getting sent to a camp, whatever, like, hardcore. And I don't say it's more true or less true than living in the ghetto, more true or less true than playing in the mountains. But my point is, uh, that I, it was like years later after, like, I'm, you know, you go in the mountains and you prove yourself like you're talking, like, trying to scare yourself just enough to, like, learn something about yourself. Yeah. But that was complete, uh, forced application, like you had to choose it out versus having the bowling army roll into your neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like searching out the challenge versus having the challenge like land on your to head. Yeah. And the one thing that I took away from that helicopter crash, I don't know if I ever told you that. Oh yeah. But you told me. uh was the first time when because I, I was like twenty seven, it was the first because I'd always challenge the mountains and on my own ground, on my own ground. Did, did my own decision here and then 
the helicopter crash was the first time I was supremely affected by someone else's decision. It was like, felt like a cosmic or slap in the face. Like, no, it's not up to you at all. It's this outside influence can actually just smack you down any second. I was like, ugh. Like, and I think, just to build on that, I think that's why COVID, everything, has screwed up everyone up so much. Because it's a challenge that, you know, oh, well, then, yeah. was just forced upon people. It wasn't a challenge they sought out. It was the, And the COVID is synonymous with big war-like national thing that's so precisely. big. And I remember that feeling the first time, you know, at such, you know, talk about levels of consciousness, like, uh, being so high in the mountains and so, you know, through my late teens, 20s, like, you know, you grew up here doing the same things, like, through my early 20s, just like, as high as can be, figuratively, literally, <laughs> and then fell, and I felt like I fell out of this, supreme, which is synonymous with spiritual logic, like, ah, I'm in touch with you the whole time, years, eight years straight, like, ah, it's like, that was it, that's my description, but I plummeted when I ran off Canada, had a nervous breakdown, it all plummeted. I fell into the the dualistic world. Like I seriously felt like oh, there's some like, stuff you had to process. Yeah, yeah. I was so high but ungrounded. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. the, well, you, you whenever you have a negative experience in life, you need an equal amount of positive to balance it out. Just uh -huh. like in COVID or these race wars, that's where the healing's coming from. People are talking about healing. That's great, mm. but they're not actually having the positive get-together laugh jovial thing with the other side like wow. what happens in the healing where you're like hey man i'm sorry right and you you see that you know that's you know we keep getting dropped down whenever you keep having negative experiences over negative experiences yeah you Fall out of grace, so to speak, into like yeah. And, and there's an art to coming out of it and re, re live, being able to relive the negative experience and own it and uh -huh. and and move on. Yeah, yeah. And and you realize in a lot of that what you know if you've gone through divorces or breakups and you're constantly thinking about the negativity is release of that charge of that and letting go of it. You know, it, 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 you see, like, the race issue or this, you know, ultimately, we never have to talk about stuff like that again. 20 years from now, hopefully, we, we, I thought we, we don't even talk yeah. about it because it's not an issue. I don't talk about my divorce. I, I went through five years ago. Yeah. Although five years ago, that's all I talked about. But before or, we did talk about races, though, I mean, so it was a simmering issue, obviously. Yeah, race I was thing. there. There was negative. And then it had to come out and be globalized yeah. hopefully 20 years from now. Oh, well, there, it's not 20 years from now. That's a I mean, long fucking time. Yeah. Like there, 20 years from now. <laughs> there are racist things. And, and that's what, you know, some of the things people are pointing out about Trump is he's not as going out and healing some of those wounds as, no, as they would not. like to see it. Some no. people would say he's doing a fine job and you could see Well, he's doing a fine job for the one half. Well, and that's as far as him being divisive, you might like him for his policies and if you ignore his flaws, great, which makes up the average Republican supporter. But in terms of the health of the country, he's bad. Like, well, he's dividing... One of the worst... The, the one things that you... One piece of advice that has been given to a lot of people is never say sorry for something because then you take blame for it. Who says that? A lot of people. You get in a car accident, you don't want to walk up to the person. That is oh, true. I'm sorry. You know, I'm coming from someone who's been in a car accident. Yeah. You know what, though? Is, now you say something. That's yeah. a deep childhood memory. You want to know yeah. a deep, deep one? You just made <laughs> me think of it. Uh -oh. As a kid, no, it's not he bad or weird. Yeah. No. Oh, and he never said he was sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, that's 
with I didn't want to say I was sorry when I was like a little when kid. You when I was like thir- you know, four, five, six, seven years old. There's times was, when it's appropriate. But I, no, Just I so remember, you know. No, I know. <laughs> I, but I remember that as a thing in my head. And I felt it was like a... I remember what I had to say, you know, like... In my kids, I see my kids do it too. Like they hurt their friends. Like, oh, say sorry. Then they get all emotional. Like, oh no. Then they all are crying, right? Yeah, part of it too. And but I remember being young at that age, and like it was just such. And I couldn't say thank you. I didn't like saying thank you either for any. It was like and my mom would tell me say thank you, say please. But it was like a block. I don't yeah, know. I'm just telling you. I just thought of it. No, it's true. I knew it. No, anyway, you just made remind me of it. Yeah, there there are underlying. The first time I said I'm sorry. Sensitive. That I recall was my neighbor kid who's a little friend. I was like five or six and he was like four or five and I crashed my bike and we crashed bikes. We fell. He hit his head. He was crying with a little Ooh. thing on his head. And I remember like, sorry. And I was able to say it. I was like, oh, like, I said sorry. Yeah, I did. I remember that. That's a deep memory. Thanks, Andy. Up. <laughs> Flowers come out. But so you're back to my <laughs> point earlier that you said off of was like, how I felt like I fell into the duality because and literally so I fell on the hardcore left like America's evil George Bush is evil Abu Ghraib Iraq I oh this one's going yeah sorry that one's on uh so yeah polarity so yeah I feel like I fell into polarity what were you saying you were saying something oh um oh I fell hardcore left whatever that was yeah and then had conscious you know I remember my dad like just read the opposite the opposite news like he said go read national <laughs> I started reading national review which is like uh, hardcore conservative like academic news. Yeah, but <laughs> let me s- s- stop you there. Yeah. Like, like I try to explain a subject I've thought a lot about lately, and it goes back to framing reality. When, when you know, like say the remote visionists, the people that are trained to do remote visioning, they are always they're taught one of the main things that they're taught is not to name things. Not put a name on this. Oh, this is a table. And when when you frame things like that, you put you limit it. You limit the 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 experience of it, and you in the moment yes you you limit the energy and your experience of it. Well, it's like you're not in the moment. Well, it's a wave. Function. When you're thinking about it's stuff, like you're collapsing Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, you're you're in other people's frames and you're you're just not here completely happy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It it it, it Well it there's a guy well you're hold your thought. Yeah. I remember talking to him on Facebook. It was a random ultimately creepy Facebook encounter with this dude. Uh, but he was obsessed. Like someone said something about how it was, and it was a tripped out friend I had from years ago and he was saying like don't use words. Words are sin. Words, kind of what you're saying. Word, he's saying words by solidifying the words. It's a sin in itself. And I was like, yeah, well, you kind of need words to describe things. Yeah. Da 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 da. Anyway, it was a very interesting, like, conversation. You know, yeah. This but, was... but most language is nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Completely nonverbal. Eighty, ninety percent of communication. Through body language. Is through body language. People's feelings mm-hmm. in in. You know. Um, that we we have language and all sorts of things we do and the colors you paint your walls and the, you know mm-hmm. we express ourselves in all sorts of ways well, it's not, not just what our truck the shoes yeah it's not just wear. words yeah. you know words are just stuff you, yeah, yeah you know how we navigate through life I mean, and there's more art in that some people have a, a better way of dealing with that i stuttered as a kid 
hard when really? I was a kid. Yeah, and I was in speech therapy when everybody else in my class is in language arts. So I'm a little, I'm still trying to catch up in those realms. Uh, you know. How long did it take you to get over the study? Uh, fifth, sixth grade, I started oh. being able to communicate better. And, and now do you, do you attribute that to the speech therapy or was that just yeah. kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah, settling yeah. down and just being able to, just having the ability to sit and talk with somebody for yeah. a while and so, express myself because I couldn't do it. And so it might, like, you can remember the feeling, I've actually wondered about that, like, because I'll catch myself, I don't, I've never had a long time stutter, but my friend Nick Nielsen used to live next door here. And, I would catch me stuttering for whatever I'd be like that, and I'd just have quick little ones, not like that, yeah. but I would stutter in enough that you'd make fun of me about. It. I'm like, why am I stuttering? But it felt like that my brain wanted to get out the word quicker than my mouth could do it, sort of yeah. like, you know, yeah. like, like, and that's what it seems like. Anyway, it's funny because I've only done a little bit. I don't know what caused it. Uh. It, it could. I feel like uh, I might have a little heightened sensitivity. I could have been suppressed by somebody. It could be genetic. It could be environmental. It could be toxins. Who knows? You know? Could uh, my parents were saying it could have been a hearing issue? I heard things muffled. Uh, oh, yeah, it's just a you know one of those things. You know, you you uh, you know makes you more. Uh, Compassionate when people try to express themselves better. Absolutely, absolutely. So what are we gonna do about it? What's there to do about anything? <sighs> Drink and talk <laughs> of shit. I don't know. Well, um, I'm always curious talking about astral projection <laughs> in in that realm. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. In, in because enlighten a dummy. Well, here a little well, well. The, the, you know, when you talk about the physical reality, most shamans and psychics will tell you that everything here was made on a higher plane, mm -hmm. and that's where like by a higher power or something. Well, not necessarily a higher power, just in a higher frequency. And 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 when you start talking about subjects on this plane, you. The higher reality is those higher planes and how we well as they that's important for us to understand that you know it's it's some of it doesn't make sense well no here's where it makes sense is how science was saying it was rational science you know classic physics classic science you know the enlightenment da, da, da. it's now evolved to quantum physics quantum science which all of this previous logic falls apart and then quantum physics, the things you're just describing is describing quantum physics. That's my interpretation of it. Talking about higher reality and how everything falls into three dimensions out of like eight, ten, eleven dimensions. Yeah. They say it's an eleven dimension universe. Yeah. It's described mathematically like the Mandela, you know, or the you know the Merkaba stuff. And I think it ties to like the Mandela effect and it ties to a polar multiple dimensions. Like you know what the Mandela effect is? Mandela. Oh my god, you know what it is. Yeah. It's I don't insane. think time is what we think it is. <laughs> You know what the Mandela effect is? I probably like I'm a fucking idiot. What is it? So, it explains most everything, really. Like, that's, I think there's a relationship. There's Mandela, which is insane, falls into the polarity thing. I think they're related, personally. Mandela effect, I'll give a quick synopsis. It's like, life was going on. You, there's memories of things, like names of logos and stories and sentences from movies and things that everyone has memories. So here's an example. 
uh, Star Wars, when Luke and Darth Vader are fighting, he's about to think, and he says something, I'm your father. He's like, what does he say? Luke, I am your father. No, he never said it ever, ever, ever. Never said it. He said, no, I am your father. He doesn't say, Luke, I'm your father. He says, no, I'm your father. Did you say no, or did you say Luke? I said Luke. I you said didn't say Luke. That's okay, so you're... No, no, yeah. You're right in being wrong for point of... No, I... I <laughs> no, I what you did. on the other hand, a lot of people have the other memory that, no, it was... No, he didn't say Luke. Okay. But that's a huge one where everyone's like, what? Because I heard about it because a friend I had was named Luke, and he was wearing a t-shirt that said, Luke, I'm your father. Because my name's Luke, haha, ha, this was a couple years ago. Then the other guy's like, you know he never said that in the movie. And I'm like, what? Because he heard about the Mandela Effect. So that's one of them. First one is, is called from the Mandela Effect because a lady named it. Because Nelson Mandela, a lot of people thought he died in jail in the 80s. It was like a thought everyone had. It was a collective memory. as all Everyone had it. And then he got released from jail in, a few years ago. Five years ago? Eight years ago? No. Ten years ago. No, it was like... Uh, 20 years ago. It was ago. like late 90, like 99 or something. When he got released, he was alive. And a lot of people were like, what? I thought he died in prison. So that's why it's called the Mandela Effect. Another one, Berenstein Bears. Is it, It's Berenstein or Berenstain? Berenstain. Oh, yeah. It's Stain now. It used to be Steen. Berenstein. Berenstein. Everyone like little kids, you know. Another one, huh. Braggs. You know Braggs Hot Juice? Hot, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not Braggs. It's Brag. Another one, O'Reilly's. Auto, it's O'Reilly now. Cheez-Its. Used to be Cheez-Its. Now it's Cheez-It. There's no Cheez-Its. It's Cheez-It. No shit. Another one. There's tons of them. Millions. There's fucking thousands of them. Uh, Alright. I know. Makes sense. So... Yeah. So, so... There's several theories on why it's happening, but go. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's interesting. There, that, that's, there's a lot of here. evidence in that. Um, have you guys ever heard of Joe Dispenza? Yeah. Joe Dispenza. Well, only because you told me and I listened to the stuff you'd sent. Yeah, he he uh, he's online. You can follow his stuff. He the the work he's doing in the field of healing is is biblical. Yeah. They're they're healing. He's been able to teach people how to heal practically almost every disease. You go it's online. Not up. He told me about it. no. A cult you could, You're joining our cult now. No, he he. he Take, teaches you how to unlimit your feelings and your beliefs and heal yourself through okay. unlimited thoughts and uh, yeah, getting over your emotional traumas and yada 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 yada. Well, he was sitting in a room one day and he sees off the corner of his eyes this fractal energy spiral thingy open up next to him. And he goes inside of it. He, I don't know if he was in his astral body or if he just went inside of it. He describes going inside of it. He goes inside of it. He feels like somebody is watching him, like he he's appearing on the like he goes to the face of God, like God's looking at him. He freaks out, comes back, and two weeks later he feels the same energy. He goes back in to his room, he lays down, the whole room opens up in a big fractal. He goes inside and in inside he in, he goes completely in the fractal and he sees himself looking back at himself and he was the one looking at himself earlier. Mm -hmm. That was him looking at himself mm -hmm. back in time. And in his book how to become supernatural he talks about going back in time for like two or three weeks completely more real than this experience uh -huh. like being completely in Rome and how his perspective of that as he was living that experience in Rome changed his 
life in this moment. Mm. Where he was only gone about 15 minutes, he was gone two weeks in Rome, and it changed everything in his personal experience uh-huh. somehow. Like, so regardless if it was even a hallucination of some sort, it was real enough to him as far as framework it, it goes was, that it to, was real. To him, it was completely real. Yeah. Now, this is a guy, you could watch his videos. and, and Well, I watched and, enough of them. Yeah, there, he has like, workshops with 2,000 people. 2,000 people all over the world. This guy's not a nutcase. He's, you know, he can describe it way better than I can. But, but those are... We have people having these experiences, and he has people in the workshops having these experiences of time travel. It's interesting. Well, they have people, they like lay on the floor, and I've watched a bunch of them. Like, it's insane. I mean, it's akin to, you know, the old traveling Bible tent healer, but different. You know, that one they're throwing and making a talk in tongues, where these people are literally... Is that, and that's just me, I personally feel lucky having... I feel good in life, is my point of sort. And then that booster is great, because it like, and I was actually saying this to Sean the other day, how the physicalness of the NAD booster is so subtle, but noticeable, but it's the daily sense of well-being. It's an actual, that's yeah. the, and I was like, what's this thing? Like, and it was an it emotion very that's very hard. I have a hard time describing it as well. And I tell people, look up NAD clinics. They're uh-huh. using NAD boosters to get people off of heroin. Justin Bieber's taking a NAD booster right really? now to, to recover from heroin. Oh, Justin Bieber's been on heroin? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. In, they're saying <laughs> that it's the closest thing they've ever found a fountain of youth, mm. and it totally makes sense that so far that yeah. is about the best thing I've ever felt. I've taken a lot of supplements, and I've never felt any boost in my vitality. Yeah, like there's that. like some because I'm also taking like the bioacid, which is like a spirulina type sea ocean thing, which seems healthy. But this stuff is like. You feel so in five to 15 minutes. Yeah, there's an immediate, like, it feels like it's close to like a B12 kind of thing, but not as like a five-hour energy or something. There's a boost. It's a super subtle, like, sense of well-being. Getting to my point, though, as far as watching the world duality fall apart, I feel better and better. That's what I feel like, and getting to what you're saying, you know, it's like, and I'm not biblical as a person, but I recognize patterns that the Bible talks about archetypically through humanity. One being that the end of time stuff is happening, and the more no time is illusion, or the end of yeah. uh, the, the the matrix is devol- uh, uh, chaos is increasing. Period. Entropy. Evolution. There's a math. There's probably some math behind it. How the entropy is. There's creation and infantry. As it's becoming more. So here's my theory. Getting to what you're saying about the dudes hanging out. So the people, the dude Joe Dispenza, I would argue he's way up here. He's going to be literally unaffected by the chaos because he's we're so all high. affected. Well, we are. And, That's okay. the, the the weird thing. Yeah, you could protect yourself and try not to be brought down and keep your energy up. But uh-huh. the, everybody's consciousness affects everybody else. Uh-huh. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. They had, you guys ever heard of random event generators? Oh, uh, like a science thing. Well, uh, Stephen Gurr in his new movie, CE5, they talk about it a bit. Uh, Princeton's been studying them. They've used them for over 20 years in the HeartMath Institute. And they've had them around the world. And what they do is they're little uh, self-sufficient, isolated computers that randomly make zeros and ones, Uh 50-50. And they've had them all over the world to... 
just as an experiment to see if uh, about the fluctuations in the magnetic field. Well, they noticed a huge spike before and during after 9-11. They went into coherence. Oh. The patterning got coherent in there. Within all these random generators random. around the world. Yeah, random. Huh. They're 50-50. Zeros and ones, for mm -hmm. some reason, all around the world before what was in, what was very interesting to me is before the event they synchronized and daring when we all globally got together yeah. to for a single uh, similar purpose yeah. and so they Princeton has been studying a bit a bit and other scientists one of the the uh, more interesting experiments they did was they put a random event generator on a little cart in a box that made random right and left-handed turns. Jink, 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 it's just in the box, it's going all around, it hits and... So it's randomly going around. You know how when babies are born, they'll imprint on anything like it's its mom? Uh -huh. They set a bunch of chicken eggs outside of the box, waited for them, the chickens to hatch. The chickens hatched and imprinted on the random event generator like it was, uh -huh. was its mom. So they copied it? No, oh. the random event generator kept turning towards the chickens. Oh. What? How the fuck did baby chickens affect a computer that's uh -huh. running by itself? Uh -huh. Consciousness affects randomness. So... They'll get wow. plants to do that. They'll set a plant up and, the plant, and they'll put a random event generator on the light or a light on the random event generator and the plant will get the random event generator to turn towards the plant because it wants the light, because it wants the light, and so when that's the entanglement theory that we're all connected, uh -huh. we are all connected. We are all being affected. If you're in Antarctica or wherever, we're all connected, well, and that's what Stephen Greer will tell you. Uh -huh. That's Princeton. That's that's reality now, and so they'll take it in quantum physics one step further and they'll say, and there's no distance between, and, and no lag in time between yeah. experiences. And so when you have, you know, they're talking about extraterrestrial and time travel and space travel, they're, we're connected on these other realms instantaneously, in the astral realm, with yeah. extraterrestrials in the Andromeda well, galaxy outside of 3D. right now within, yeah, 3D. completely. That's my theory. I did write a theory about that. I was like, I was a philosophy major at one point, and I had, I had already written like a grand unified theory, and I was like, I should go back to school for philosophy. It didn't work out, and I quit like the last week. That's right. I wrote three. You told me. Anyway, that. my theory is that the consciousness is gravity. You know, gravity is consciousness because they can't say what no one knows what gravity is. So, have you ever had a flying dream? What? Gravity is a very interesting a flying thing. Dream? I'm interested in. Have you ever had a dream where you fly? Uh, a little bit. I've let the big falling ones you're yeah, right. like falling. You've, you've had a falling. You had a falling. Did you hit the ground? Were you it's always right. Control? It's right. Oh yeah. It's I always like it. no. I always. But like... you've never been able to control it. No. So every, no, I've always uh, just had the falling. So it, if you have a flying dream, it's considered an astral projection. Oh. Now, most everybody will like, tell you, "Holy fuck, I'm falling!" That, yeah. That's the feeling. Oh yeah, I got chased off a cliff by a, a herd of horses. Like fifty horses <laughs> threw me off a three thousand foot oh. cliff. I'm falling, I'm going to hit the ground and walk away, and that's exactly what I did. It was it was very empowering feeling, but I've had hundreds and hundreds of flying dreams uh -huh. in a, and astral projections. And uh -huh. so 
they will say, technically, every night we all astral project. Uh -huh. We go into a realm that's one level less dense than this this reality, higher higher uh -huh. energy. Now, when you become more lucid or aware, awake in those realms, you that's more of an astral realm experience. Now, in those astral realm experiences, you. Have you ever had sleep so, paralysis? So, stop pausing that. So, the astral realm, you're defining that only as having fallen. That's the big indicator, but then the dreams in general. So, quick thought, you can keep going, but what about dreams that are super lucid, but then super terrifying because you meet a super terrifying person in the dream? All right, but keep going. I, I generally don't believe in evil or anything mm -hmm. negative. That it's all self-generated. Uh -huh. But, so, have you ever been sleeping and you're in sleep paralysis and uh -huh. you can't move? Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're right on the edge of a very powerful astral projection. You, your body's asleep and you're awake. Your astral body's completely uh -huh. aware. Your astral body looks just like your physical body. Uh -huh. And most of what you feel is your astral body. It's not your physical body. Uh -huh. And so you're sitting there and then you're trying to move and you freak out. And you just need to relax a little bit and you feel an uplift of energy. This is why I'm talking about gravity. Be because... You know, when they talk about the divine, right? Angels have wings, gypsies have magic carpet rides. Mm -hmm. There's an uplift of energy. The the yogis levitate, right? Mm -hmm. It's that same energy. It's the divine energy of the uplift. Now, when you talk about evil, I would generally say that's anything that pulls your energy away from yeah. you or drops you. But anything that's divine is divine. It's an uplifting of energy into the higher realms. And... Yeah, it's a very interesting experience. Like, like you could get, you could go into like a lot of different realms. You could go into one realm where you you get up and you walk around, and it's a non-physical version of this reality, and you can't tell the difference. You mm -hmm. think you're completely awake, mm -hmm. but you can fly. You'll fly up to the room. You'll walk outside, and you can fly to Anchorage. Uh -huh. I talked to fifty people that have done that. Uh -huh. That's a common experience. People, in, but those are in different realms, and that is that exploration of consciousness is the most important thing. That uh -huh. is where we go when we die. Uh -huh. Every psychic, psychic and shaman will tell you that that you your consciousness does not fail. You go into those same realms you go to when you sleep, and we need to pay more attention to those realms. And be, have more vitality and experience in those. Mm -hmm. you, you know, and, and that's where you'll meet the extraterrestrials. You see these top UFO researchers, they all bring up the astral realm. It's in the astral realm where you're going to meet the extraterrestrials. It's in the astral realm where those those ships, woof, they appear. They're barely in and out of here. They're in the astral realm. Well, you, what was it? it was recently that that guy, some uh, pilot, I don't remember his name, was like, that's an alien, you know, this an alien. But they, they, because they've been hiding it, cover up, cover up. And then all of a sudden they're like, this was the first time it really climbed up the ladder, and they're like, "Look at this thing!" And it literally was moving so fast. You know, and there's all these you, videos. You of can't it. deny. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they, there's if you're denying ex, ex, evidence so, of extraterrestrials, you're on, not 
paying attention. You're denying science. <laughs> denying facts. At this it's point. like denying water. Yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah, I've met a good friend of mine has had extraterrestrials phase in right next to her in the middle of the day. Just woof, appear out of nowhere and they touch her to ground to her time frame. And I, I asked her, I'm like, what do you guys talk about? Like, like, what? Like, what the fuck? Like, what do you talk about? And she goes, Andy, there's no words in the human language. It's consciousness. It's awareness. Imagine meeting somebody from another planet. You wouldn't use language. You wouldn't use your normal framework of describing things. That's in your language. It's like Tantra. It's like seduction almost. It, it, there's an art of it, of art of just acknowledging consciousness yeah. and who we are. And, and yeah, and so I've had two personal experiences with extraterrestrials in the astral realm. Yeah, so I she asked me to if she could heal me and I said yes and she would up bend down and she took her thumb and she put it on the top of my head and I just felt waves of positive energy going through my head like it like an orgasm uh -huh. just all this light I felt the sutures in my head release and she ran her, her hand down the front of my head a little bit up to the front and just pure joy pure bliss you know, just completely like, I woke up going, whoa, what was that? Uh -huh. Completely never doubted the experience when I felt better. I'm like, wow, she healed me. I never had heard of any experience like that from any, and nobody's ever told me about an uh -huh. experience like that. And I felt healed on some level. I felt releasing my head for some reason, you know, in some way. And yeah, it... it yeah, those are my two recent experiences. There's about 4,000 people in the U.S. that are called experiencers that you'll never see them on TV. You'll never, you'll hard, have a hard time seeing them on YouTube. Grant Cameron in, in, interviews them, Stephen Greer in, interviews them a bit, but these are people that have recently been on ships and have had contact. And uh -huh. they've had, you know. Really? Like. Yeah. Alien, like going to meet aliens, yeah. whatever, like normally. Yeah. Uh, I can see it not being in the news. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, 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 it. It, well, it, it's <clears throat> a, a lot of this science in re, the, it doesn't make sense. So, For one, you can't make sense out of it. It mm -hmm. did, you know, you, you say, oh, <clears throat> like Stephen Greer is going. Well, it's like <clears throat> quantum physics. They say no one can actually understand it. As soon as you think you understand it, you actually don't. Because the very nature of it is a. They've and, yeah, and kind of what I was saying, and I don't know if it's, <clears throat> you know, talking about gravity and consciousness and you look at this chair and you name it and call it something, creates your gravity, just creates it. But then how time and distance, you know, time is just a measurement. It takes from the speed of light to get to point A to point B, right? Time's, but the speed of light has a speed, but as soon as you're like, think outside the speed of light, it all falls apart. You know, as soon as you're approaching the speed of light, you know, that's like general relativity, the time shifts, right? So the point being, if time is a measurement of like three feet across, or you know, a mile, you think of a mile, how can you measure a mile within something that's infinitely large or infinitely small, right? Yeah. It's infinity. The mile's infinity. Oh, wait, what's an infinity? What's an infinity? Like, and then if you, you can adjust your, you can sit there and do it. I remember doing it as a kid before 
I was older, you know, I can sit there and I can make this table feel like it's 10,000 miles tall and 1,000 miles away. Like, what's to say that's the distance of one foot, right? And it's more of a, a brain teaser. Or the other end is like, if I go halfway to you, 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 you know, I'm only going halfway to you forever. Yeah, you'll never, never touch you. Yeah. You know, it's just a little quirk in the physics of our reality, right? And it's super basic, whatever. I mean, I don't even know if there's an answer to it. That's not even a question. It's not a question or an answer. It's me babbling. But, <laughs> just thinking of like, I don't know, it's just epic. What's going on? And that's my thought earlier was that as the world further polarizes, you know, people will be more aware of it, I guess, like people observing it or like, but this is like you're saying, it affects everyone, so you can't just be free of it. And How do you find myself, value in it? How do you yeah. find value in these experiences? Like, like, uh -huh. like, why isn't, why aren't we able to find value in what the left says? Uh -huh. They're not doing a very good job. Why aren't we finding value in what the right says? Because they're not doing a very good job. Mm -hmm. They're, they need to age out. That's the harsh reality is sometimes those old paradigms need to it's die It's a paradigm. Off. And that's where, back to the Mandela. They need to die off. We need to get young like, people in there. I, I like was hoping uh, that I could vote for you for president next time. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. I, I would. <laughs> I would. <laughs> well, that's what, you know, that's the reality of it is I think that things are changing rapidly. And the only way things are going to change is if the old people that are stuck in their ways are going to pass guard. away. You know, you look at Biden, he's what, 78? Okay. Yeah, 78. He, you know, what's he looking to... Uh, Achieve in life. Oh, he's well, outside of being president. Well, he's he has no on. other thing. Know, like, he's not trying to <laughs> stay alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, his life purpose is, you know, he's. Well, he's had a life. Yeah, he's, had, he's life. had a life. That's not yeah. what yeah. we want. We want somebody that hasn't had a life that wants to create a good life. Yeah. And I'm not you saying he the president can. that was like 35. You know, they do that in other countries. There's young <clears throat> presidents in these other yeah, countries. Sure. That are just like I'm the president, you know. They're super well, look young. At that, look at Canada. What's his name? Justin oh, Trudeau. Well, uh, some of the most progressive leaders now are female. Some of the prime ministers, what, like New Zealand, yeah, yep. Switzerland. But then everyone's terrified of going towards socialism, taking care of more people. You know, then it falls into boom, the duality, you know, of like, you know, governance of all these people, losing the American way of life or whatever. But in general, no, people don't. Like, like they don't, the average person isn't going off in the mountains to find these crazy imaginary battles. The average person isn't, like, debating physics and spirituality and whatever. You know, a lot of people are pretty dumb. What is it that <laughs> most people want, though? Like, what is your deepest yearning? I don't think they will. I don't think... What is it, you know, they're, they're... I don't think they A lot will. of people are unhappy, generally, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, they... Yeah, because I, I don't think they know someone, what they want. But I even like just going through life, being just, critical of a rioter or something, I could see being twenty and being in a spot or eighteen or sixteen, and you're like, "There's crazy riots going on downtown." Like that'd be kind of fun, and be like, not knowing anything about any history, do nothing, and you're like, "Oh, I." Can, it's not to say that I'm condoning the violence or saying I would go do the violence, but I could see how you could think it was fun, and it has nothing to do with being like unhappy. But you're like, "Oh, we'll go cause some shit," like, mm -hmm. and. That's where a lot of people are. You see a lot of, there's just young people that are like, you know, there's a political motive, but a lot of them have no political motive, and a lot of them have the altruistic motive. Like, BLM started on a good note, and now it's, obviously, it was just the catalyst for a bunch of other deep-seated shit, basically. Yeah. It's like you were saying earlier, it's like a deep-seated something. 
is like yeah, and it, you know, I mean, you I either bring it up with more negativity or or some positive to bring it up. You but know? there's no media that's promoting any positivity. Like that's just ginning up. No, but like, but a lot of people don't know true. They have no basis in divine. They they have no faith. Yeah, I, I'm not being religious. No, but, but consciousness affects randomness. Like like you you if I don't ever want to like call this whole thing made by God. It is God. What uh -huh. did? How did God make everything? How did God make everything? I don't know. What did he make it out of? What did she make it out of? She had to make it out of itself because there's nothing before God. It's all God. Well, they say we're all part of God. We're all like, you know, all the racists, are, we're, we're all part of this game. And, and one of the parts of the game we do is perfect divine entities that we are. We're not male. We're not female on higher levels. We're big balls of light in other dimensions is we forget who we are and we play these games to see how far we can forget who we are mm -hmm. and maybe have this little game of evolving to remembering who we really are. And then once we remember who we are, we go, man, that was so much fun not knowing who we were. Let's do this whole thing again. Mm -hmm. And we've probably done this in groups. They say little communities do that. We travel through time together. Uh -huh. And <clears throat> it... Like uh, an escape room. Yeah, it's just one <laughs> so of those things. Thought, so you knew you were going to be here, Jake, on uh -huh. some level. And uh -huh. on some level, you're not a male. Uh -huh. We're not, and that's, you know, the argument in the sexist. And like, you know, you could you could look at what's happening with males. The male masculinity is dropping. <clears throat> you know, oh, that's unhealthy. It really is unhealthy. But on a, a higher level, we're not males. Uh-huh. You know, but on a physical, healthy the, level... The male-female is a symptom of the duality. Well, you can't have very good babies, yeah. and, you know, and if you're not in a relationship because there's no attraction, you're yeah. not going to have babies, and that's not good for physical reality experiences. Yeah, I know, then it becomes biology. <clears throat> yeah. But to your point, as you are saying, like, the, you, the, the old self and knowing your old, you know, the two selves, I mean, that's what the Hindus calls the Atman and the Brahman. It was the man... The enlightens and comes the Brahman, then the Buddhist was the 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 man or the ego and the Buddha. You yeah. had to kill the ego to become the Buddha. That's the Christians. Christ has to be killed to become the God. It's the same thing as Freud, the ego to the superego. You know, then it's the same thing that like classic physics to quantum yeah. physics. It's like you have to kill the classic and that's actually all quantum fields and the three D is the illusion. Nobody teaches a man more than the fe the feminine. <laughs> well, yeah, probably not. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like quickly, like almost instantaneously. Yeah. If you're not on your game, oh, oh you'll know. Uh -huh. you, you know that. Oh, you need to man up. Well, and the male female know? juxtaposition is synonymous with the left right political thing too. It's this. It's There's a balance you know, there. It's emotion evil, and rational. It's got a purpose in time to create this light darkness, and that's gives definition uh -huh. but you know when you go to create something like you find a raw diamond you also have to use the evil word of discrimination and cut off what you don't like uh -huh. you know to make a beautiful diamond so if we say oh we want to have boundaries and we don't want to buy from china because they're polluting the environment we should not uh -huh. you know and that's not being racist yeah. At all. That's being using our creativity to have boundaries. Well, 
and yeah. then it puts you so this you know there's the individual state then there's the nation state in competition with the other nation states which are acting individuals it's like a don't 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 yeah. scale china will eventually learn and so will we but but by having strong boundaries we create strong relationships uh -huh. if, if, if you don't have strong boundaries you don't have strong relationships if you have a business partner that keeps pushing on you uh -huh. you're going to eventually be unhealthy yeah. or a, a any type of relationship well i talk about well, the parallel would be like the Mexican border to the U.S. Then the, to the U.S. Then the U.S. border to Canada. And I'd say that I'm like, there's no way on earth I'd be able to go to Canada and just expect to vote. You know, the whole yeah. letting people come to America just to swamp it, or whatever. Like I don't have nothing against them, but it seems bad for boundary issues as an individual. Yeah, you know, as right. the state, it's like it's exactly what you're saying. So, yeah, ideally, there's this one loving peaceful world order where everybody kind of synchronizes and gets along like some big family. So, okay, and, yeah. and, and so <clears throat> you look at some of these theories that are coming out of the metaphysical. Yeah, when, when you look at these events we are having on the planet, they just don't affect, they're just not local events. Yeah. You know, our experiences transcend through many dimensions, so, right? On that We're whole all, thing, right? what you're saying like, people came here and their job is to ascend themselves or whatever from the mess, it seems parallel to the biblical story of like, you know, the rapture and then the redemption yeah, on how the shit's going to hit the fan. The masses are going to fucking go crazy. But then the people who are saved, i.e. accepted Jesus or whatever, I'm in no way condoning the deep the specifics. I, 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 I'm talking as a function by I, I've ascended and killed my ego. I'm ascended person as an individual. Yeah. But those are the I think people that are going to be like, you're going to be above the fray. And then at what point are they actually ascending from the third dimension? Because this is where the bullshit's happening to the like, and that's what they say in the Bible, you know, they're going to like disappear. Then the people left on hell on earth, then they'll be hell on earth. The people well, on both disappear. There's all these crazy Christian videos. Yeah, oh, yeah. And they're like, they wake it, up and everyone's gone. It seems gone. kind <laughs> of weird, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's it's their totally theory. weird. It's like, wow, I can't believe that that's, I mean, that's so ungrounded. It, it, You, <laughs> yeah. But that's what the ancients were talking about, and it's oh I yeah, it's an archetype of an actual thing that's been morphed into like a you, a surface story. There, there, there's always gonna be in evolution. There's gonna be teachers and people that are less evolved. We can't all be evolved at once. Yeah. And so maybe that's what they're describing. Oh, we're gonna be up here. Oh, well, yeah. I'm a priest. It's so like I'm up a, here, a figurative but difference. Yeah. In in there's a little bit of that. Maybe that'll happen. But one of the interesting things is everybody will be okay. Uh huh. I know that. I I that's not in a belief. That's was stronger than a belief and knowing that no matter what happens everybody will be okay and nobody will be left behind now like their spiritual person or it doesn't matter time is eternal it doesn't matter if it takes you or whoever 50 fucking thousand lifetimes to learn oh, gotcha. it doesn't matter at all uh -huh. it's a game controllers and people have power usually do it through religion when, when you look at, I don't care who it is, if it's Buddha, Muslim, you know, I don't care who it is. It's code for watch out. Uh -huh. You're being tranced. You're, 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 you're dropping your power. You're giving your power away to somebody. Watch out. And, and 
I, I think I'm high, personally highly spiritual when I say that. And uh -huh. it, just because I don't see anybody above or below me. We're uh -huh. all equal. Uh -huh. And so it, I, I, I want to find some, you know, a, a, a religious, and I have, you know, in my experiences, and you search these people out, people that treat you as equals. Uh -huh. Because that's what we are. You, you, it reminds me, the way I would describe it would be like, as a high school reunion, it's like everyone to high school together, and that that would have been in your, we're whoever off living in the States or whatever, and then the, you come to, you crunch through, then you have a high school reunion 20 years later, and you like, douche, you realize you're all the same. Like, it's a loose analogy. Like, the uh, like it's divine recognition. That's what Namaste is. It's like, I recognize the core in me, you know, the core in you. Yeah. And that you're literally, and I went for a few years, like, where I, like, always, and I've gotten, I don't know, better or worse at it, but when you talk to someone as if you're talking to yourself, and they're literally you and the other person, you know, it's like, not to say, uh, or in, like, in a literal sense, like, not even figuratively, but, like, literally. Because <laughs> you're the same, like, there's the earth energy, earth, say, there's, but you're all a bunch of plants, like, we're a bunch of plants in the forest, you don't say the trees all are all connected. Like humans are saying oh, yeah. that. We're lucky to have those experiences. Some people yeah. don't have those experiences. You, you, one one thing that's talked about is there are more people alive now than have ever been born. Oh. Right? <coughs> really? Yeah. And so you look at that and you're like, well, what the hell's up with reincarnation then? Well, when that is happening, what what you see is Spirit parents having to pull spirits out of creation. They'd have never been in the physical body before. And so that's one thing that is said is that that's why we have so many ungrounded people on the planet. They're newbies. They haven't been here. You have old souls oh, that had been in reincarnation a lot. And oh, a I lot of times so we, we stay in the same There's X amount blood. of old souls yeah. that have been here however long. Yeah, 10% like, or so. And in these new babies, there's like, fuck. And you're going to feed like me Twinkies. Literally, NPCs. That's the yeah. joke about the Matrix, that life's a you know, yeah. simulation, that there's the NPCs. Yeah, they haven't been like, here. Like, and, and they're fucked because they don't realize how hard it is to get off this planet. <laughs> and they're like chakra one, oh, chakra yeah, two. Totally chakra. And they're just get, like, being fed the worst food. They have no experience in life. They have, they have no challenge to grow a strong physical body because yeah. they're sitting in their house on yeah. the computer. You, you, you know, that's... Yeah. You you could say oh that's not true Andy but you could see the reality of what I'm saying though it's still and this goes back to what I was saying about emotional logic rational logic and spiritual logic because we're talking in spiritual logic and that makes sense to us but from a rational logic it sounds insane and I understand that yeah though I agree with you yeah when you you know you have experiences where you know you might go over to Europe and you might go into church and be like wow I felt like I've been here well you could have been uh -huh. that's the quantum you probably could have put that rock there and you could feel that yeah, yeah. well and that's my gist of like uh, you know I wrote this novel and I had this like you know I'm a generally happy person I am but then I got like supreme memories as soon as it's like kind of like the happier and higher I got I became more aware of the gnarly and the worst it can be in humanity just as like a awareness of like how bad it can go and I remember having like just this like just the acknowledgement of like oh you've powerful as I think I am some gnarly army could just bowl over and all of a sudden you're just the whole everything's just immersed like if China oh right life is fragile so that's the quick you know? 
prediction, not predictions, dare I say it's predictions, like America in the Civil War will just like, it'll boil down to the lower 48, Alaska will be fine, but as soon as they're going to boil and be destructured, China or Russia or someone's going to move in, bomb the shit out of Alaska first, because we'll be the like low-hanging fruit that's close to them. And you think they'd want to come over here and deal with this? Uh, it's a hard thing. <laughs> no, no, I know. Well, now we unify America, actually. Yeah, so like, that would be the question. Yeah. Okay. Now you give us an well, opportunity to no ask a question. <laughs> so you got, okay. you got these two you people. You guys are such a wreck. The Chinese rolled in. I guarantee, I bet you the all the Biden people would just get on board and like the Chinese because they, Trump's getting after them, right? Like, not to fall into politics. They would be like, hey, China, China's great. <laughs> like, they would literally, I bet half of America would welcome the Chinese. You know, back... Back in the 30s, you know, I, I think the Japanese were in the the Nazis were up for that. But I think now, I think just the, all structures are falling apart. China yeah. is they're barely holding on I know. themselves. Like we're afraid, right. like they're making weapons and stuff. But I think everybody's in self defense, like, and that was almost before COVID. Like China's fuck. Yeah. That's the thing. Like it's a big boogeyman. I agree though. Like there's no way they're gonna send ships. Of people here to storm America, like we would blast the shit out. Yeah, of them. no, they'd get unless fucking Biden's the president and he lets them. I'm not I, trying to hold politics. Back to the. I don't North. think that they would want you though. I really yeah. don't. It, it, it's you know. Granted, that's just between China and Russia and Alaska. Yeah. It, it, you know. But yeah. But back to the Mandela effect. The two <laughs> theories of why they think it's happening. You see how quickly how you can just like and the vibe does the vibe change. It's mm -hmm. just like, brr, dur, you're like, dur, dumb, like, damn bad, like, <laughs> it's caveman logic. No, that makes sense. And we live there most of the time. Point Most me, of us do. Uh, Mandela effect is, there's two theories, is that the devil's doing it, evil, evil's doing it, making us, tricking humans to have missed memories just to tweak with them and fuck with them and destabilize our fucking mm -hmm. thoughts to the, so the devil can easily get back into your brain. That's one theory. The second one is that it's the Hadron Super Collider, yeah, you know, they shooting shit together. And every single one of these things they're doing, every one of these particle collisions, they do like something like a billion a day. A billion of the, they're making a billion like hmm. crushes in the universe that's breaking the fabric of time. Like, and that's what I was talking earlier about the speed of light and these things as they break apart smaller, smaller, smaller. The things are so small that time, it just doesn't exist. Like they broke it apart to nothing. Like the actual yeah. reality. And this is science telling apart. us this. It's interesting. They say like Stephen Greer talks about and has seen evidence that they could practically make anything uh -huh. appear or happen. Like they could have a battleship pull in to turn an arm, and we it would look real and it'd be completely real. They they have the ability to do that stuff. Yeah, they have the ability to. It's just to do the so weird. It look it it does not make sense. It's like magic. They have the ability to shape to bio relocate. Like the Men in Black will. They will appear. We know the, uh, they well, the CERN company who did the Hadron Collider, their company emblem, or comp they've got an emblem, or a deity, they have the, it's Kundalini, not Kundalini, Krishna, the destroyer, one of the Hindu gods, the destroyers yeah. have the eight arms. Yeah. That's their, like, company logo, and the company logo shape is three sixes, six, six, six. Like, sure. Sure. <laughs> I don't think, so a lot of the excitement and, science and discovery is in the astral realm nowadays and the scientists don't understand it they're doing stuff they can't figure out and what they're they're having a problem finding people with the experiences 
that can travel in the astral realm. Most people that are experienced in the astral realm have contacts with the U.S. government. My friend Carrie, who's had extraterrestrials contact her, she has black helicopters hovering over her house at night. Mm -hmm. Because they know we some of the highest evolved psychics on the planet work for our government. Mm -hmm. You can't hide shit from them. Uh -huh. They know. When an extraterrestrial shows up, they know. Uh-huh. And they they don't they're not evolved enough to figure it out. They're still caught in the old three-dimensional paradigm. The psychics are. No, our U.S. government. Oh. And that's what's scary is you have the old Buddhas and the old highly evolved people that have learned to astral project. And then there's people that work for the government that were taught or, or, or in training on how to astral project, but they didn't naturally evolve in astral projection. They have no grounding in divine mystical experiences. Uh -huh. And they don't quite understand it. And there you go. Bye, off. Riley. All right. No, I wish I could stay longer. Andy, yeah, yeah, real pleasure to chat with you, man. Yeah. Um, you safely? Oh, I will. You want a beer or anything? Uh, I'll keep one of them. Uh, Andy, sure? Yeah. All right. Well, you guys have fun. Uh, hit me up next weekend if you want to do it. Yeah. Cool. See you guys. Oh. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, I, I, I am full optimism, though. I really... Yeah, right? If we all died right now, we would not die. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. It, it, it Consciousness and, and identity does not fade away. Uh-huh. Oh, I know. Try to escape it. Escape what? Consciousness. <laughs> you think you're going to die. Good luck. You uh -huh. think you're going to go in... You, you know, you think you're going to go into... It, it, yeah, there's no... Yeah, it, it may change. And when you go into those realms, it will seem familiar. Uh -huh. When you have an astral experience or any type of divine experience, well, it, it feels familiar it's like because it is. Familiarity. It's like profound it is familiarity. Profound, You're very like, oh. deep. Like, like when I ask you, like, what do most people want? There's something. There's a yearning inside for a connection. Like, like it's like a dream.